Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Welcome to the program. So good to be with you. Hey, anybody watching the World Cup game match right now? Hmm. If, if you're from ole, Brazil. Ole, ole, if ole. Uh, yeah, if you're from Brazil, there's not a lot of O left in your ole. Seriously, no. I've been crying for the past almost 50 minutes now. James is going to give us an update, but do it like a sportscaster. All right. Like, Here, a, like, a, like a leprechaun sportscaster. Le- <laughs> Head to the World Cup 2014. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we have Nothing Brazil the versus Brazil Germany. Brazil no lucky charms. <laughs> they have no lucky charms. <laughs> That's for the Irish contingency. Yeah. For That's all of our great. Irish listeners out there, if you're watching the World Cup. <laughs> World Cup, they're getting schooled. Br- Brazil, the host of the World Cup tournament this year, uh, this this year is getting schooled. They're getting slaughtered, I think is a Five to zero term. from Germany. Yeah. Within the first 30 minutes of the game, they Germany scored those five goals. Holy cow. And by the way, I don't want to point something out, but the United States, I think it was just one zero, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, we did pretty good. Yeah, it's it's a been a painful game to oh. watch. <laughs> it almost got scored on again. It's really hard to do a radio show when you're watching this. But hey, today uh, this is this may actually be very appropriate with the World Cup events. Today we're talking about inspiration. Mm-hmm. James just yesterday was saying, Matt, you're my inspiration. You're the meaning in my life. You're my inspiration. Uh-huh. Yep, I said it in a high falsetto too. Yeah, nice drum. Beat I was almost well. more like you sang it than yeah. you said it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I appreciate that. I think Thank Brazil you. needs some inspiration yeah. right now. They need something, don't they? Yeah. I mean, it's sad because you know the, this is an entire country that someone's really, honestly, gonna die tonight because of this event. Yeah, and this I is just gonna think get crazy. Poor Neymar. That's all I have to say. Poor Neymar. Mm. Just he breaks a vertebrae and he I can't mean, play. And what you can't you can't play with a broken vertebrae? Come on, <laughs> come on. I have walk my, it off, Neymar. I, yeah. <laughs> Scoot it off. He's like, <laughs> yeah. He's not gonna be walking. But I I help my daughter clean their the house that they're remodeling. Yeah. And I'm here. I probably broke two vertebrae. <laughs> I feel like it. You're also sitting in a chair. I am. But they had to. You'll have someone's got to push me out to my car. <laughs> so here's what we do: we fly you down to Brazil, and you can play on their national team and uh, pull them out of this rut. Yeah, I think you that'd know be what? Great. I'll do it. We'll Ex- have to delay the game while we fly him down. Yeah, there. that might take a while. Except the problem is the header. The header. I must not do well, because them because right. of the glasses. Well, the, I'll, t- I'll I'll wear my goggles. My sports goggles, but I don't. I must not do the header right because every memory I have of put using doing a header in soccer, I had a headache for like weeks. Or does it result in a bloody nose? Ah, uh, yeah. All okay. of a sudden, I've got fluids coming out of my ears. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you don't have any memories of any headers. That's the problem. <laughs> I have a ton of pictures, but no memories of any of my headers. So uh, today, inspiration. Now, Sean. Yeah. How did this come to be? How did what come to be? I've been on vacation. Was it because I was singing to Matt? Is that, is that I mean, why? Because I, I, I don't want to talk about myself as your main inspiration, James, but I'm going to. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think that's why we're doing the show, because James doesn't have a life 
and <laughs> I apparently am the only one that inspires him. Well, I'm glad that we're having a show because I don't have a life. That's very <laughs> there comforting. There you go. We're going to pull you out of this hole one guest at a time. Oh, is that how we're going to do that's it? How we got, that's how we got Aaron married. Well, no, Aaron was already going to get married before. Not, no, we had to have an intervention to keep that thing happening. Okay. They, yep. they almost broke up twice, right, Aaron? Yeah, then I got that pro counsel, and mm -hmm. now we're married. Things and, are perfect. Then he came to the guide perfect. on the side. And now, <laughs> you know, Aaron is his wife's problem now. <laughs> hmm? Huh? Yep. It's true. Huh? <laughs> James tried to contain me when I was his roommate, but now it's... Oh, I didn't oh, know you guys were roommates. We were right. roommates. Wow. Yeah. Oh, for, man, I'd pay, I know everything I'd pay about 10 him. bucks to see that. <laughs> that would have been interesting. <laughs> it was pretty exciting, yeah. I bet there's a lot of great stories. Do you notice that Aaron's dressing a lot nicer now that he's married? Yeah, I noticed that, but... Um, Did you notice he got rid of the gray slacks with the brown shirt? That's the thing. I, I noticed he used to dress like that a lot and... Kind of snickered about why, it, but why never didn't said you anything. Say something? So well, he's found some inspiration. True then. friend. Yeah, he found new inspiration. <laughs> is she? Is yeah. is your wife your new inspiration? Yeah. Can we just listen to that song, please? Because it's stuck in my head now. Or can James, James sing gonna, it again? James is going to look it up. Do you want to <laughs> sing it again, James? You're the meaning in my life. You're the. Okay, I'll just stop. Sorry, guys. Sorry for all right there. Yeah, I just That's got right. derailed. Yeah. Sorry. Derailed. Hey, um, we've got a wonderful guest coming on today, uh, Jack and Sherry, his wife, Wayland. Jack is the author of, I don't know, 5,000 books, approximately. But the funny thing yeah. is, he was not an author. He wasn't. He was somehow found inspiration. Yes. By the way, a lot of his books are just names of girls. Yes, that is true. Kimberly, Nicole, mm -hmm. Brittany, Emily, simplicity. Ashley, Jen. You got simplicity going it's on. It's really right? simple. That's a great thing. But he's going to teach us about inspiration. Yep. As well. Uh, as his wife. As his wife. Shelly, she's going to teach us as well. She, I mean, Sherry, she's going to teach us that, you know, being married to Jack is, you know, inspiring as well. Mm-hmm. Just, like, just like I inspire James. Just exactly that same way. Because yes. you, you know what's weird about that, James? You weren't a doctor of passion until I was a doctor. Doctor exactly. with a K. When I became, yeah, Doctor with a K. When I, be, when I started, you know, using my title as doctor, that's when you started wanting to be a doctor. Yeah, well, you inspired me to uh, achieve a higher education, and so that's exactly what I did. Yeah, I wouldn't call it an education. <laughs> I'd call it more of a I'd call it a loan. I'd call it more of a download. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it was a download from the inner, it's from the a inner PDF web. A PDF file of Yeah, it was a PDF. Sort. It was a PDF, and I think it was a template that you would just insert your name well, on. Well, this is all metaphorical, it. of course. That, uh, <laughs> of course. A metaphorical is. PDF. Yeah, and so is the degree. <laughs> <in my. laughs> You've got the best downloaded degree you can get <laughs> for your money of $7. Six fifty nine. Well, thanks for the vote of confidence, guys. But we do appreciate. It. Hey, by the way, Meg's on the show later today. Meg Conley. Yay, Meg. I'm pretty sure Meg's very Meg's very inspiring. True. Yeah. In a uh, bohemian she, sort of way. She totally inspires me, <laughs> and she won't be in today, which means probably I guess we're not going to get any food unless she sends it in. I don't think that's happening. That's mm. unfortunate. Sorry. Well, what do you do? So here's the deal. So you're not uh, feeling as inspired no, since you're not getting I food? Feel, I actually feel sad. Do I have to bring Tootsie Rolls in? Yeah, actually you do. <laughs> <laughs> I need sugar. That will help a lot. Hey, uh, by the way, one, I remember as a kid, one of my most inspiring people ever, guess who, who it was? It was a president. Oh, I thought it was Captain Kangaroo. No, that guy, that guy <laughs> President Captain Kangaroo. Or Mr. Green Jeans from... No. Okay. No. These are really good guesses, though. Keep no. them coming. I'm sorry. Uh, what was Mr. This? Rogers. I actually loved Snuffleupagus. Okay. Yep. Gordon? Is that his name? 
Yeah, from Sesame Street. Was his Gordon? first name? Oh, Gordon was the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Snuffleupagus. He was just he so, was, It wasn't he was, Gordon Snuffleupagus. No, it was, no. <laughs> he was the big elephant <laughs> mammoth guy. Yeah, not Gordon. No. But Gordon would hang out and... But he has some inspiration that he wants to share with us. You do? Yeah. Um, I was I was going through the... You know, there's it's, it's incredible what videos you... Like, how inspirational things are if you put them to music. Yeah. And so I found a pretty inspirational video that I really enjoyed. And it's actually a speech, excerpts of the speech from uh, Ronald Reagan's ah, inaugural speech in like 1981. It. Yeah, it was incredible. So let's give it a listen. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bello Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever.
We are Americans. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, a quick update on World Cup Soccer Brazil 0, Germany 5 still, with 64 minutes uh, passed in the game. I'm telling you. James, you've done a great job coaching Germany. Yeah, a lot of hard work, but I think it's really starting to pay off. Well done, by the way, on choosing that, uh, that speech from Ronald Reagan. Are you kidding me? My goodness, like, especially since 4th of July, you know, that's probably why I ended up seeing it. But, yeah, man, I was proud to be an American. He's the great order. Yep. That man, mm-hmm. you add a little music to that thing, boom. Seriously, right there. You just you felt inspiration, which is, by the way, the topic of today's show. What inspires you? Mm. Did you guys just hear a fairy? That inspires me. Was that your, was that your phone, Sean? That was my shoulder angel. <clears throat> You have a shoulder angel. Yeah. Is that what inspires you? Yeah, sometimes. Your your shoulder angel is huge. <laughs> He's like 700 pounds. He's squishing you. Yeah. Oh, well. It's pretty rough. Hey, here's the deal, though. The real uh, joy today is going to be our opportunity to talk to Jack and Sherry Wayland, who are the, our guests, and they're, they're going to talk about inspiration with us. Now, you listen to this bio, because... Jack Wayland has, oh man, he, I think it's 30-something books. I'm trying to find it in here. I just saw it. 32 books. Where did I just read it? But he's got a lot of books. So th- imagine just having to write. I, I, I've written one book. I have five other book ideas. But you know what? I don't like writing. I don't like writing. And I do actually like it, but it's hard, and I don't know how to stay inspired and motivated. So here's the deal. Jack Wayland uh, was born in Butte, Montana. The guy graduated high school, attended Montana State University, where he majored in physics. And upon graduating, he then went and served a, ch- a mission uh, for the LDS Church in New York and Pennsylvania. He came back from his mission and received a Ph.D. in physics. So the guy, obviously, smart physicist. Then he goes to BYU while he's attending BYU. He decides he's going to take an elective course in creative writing. And after a few weeks, uh, he realizes that he was in trouble because he's not a very good writer. But he ended up basically becoming a prolific writer and, um, you know, having to create a storyline and inspiration and inspiring stories and inspiring people through his writing. He married his wife, Sherry, and they have a daughter named Barbara. After Barbara was born, they left BYU, went to South Dakota, where Waylon taught physics at South Dakota School of Mines and Technology. And while they were in South Dakota, they had four more children, Dan, Brad, Jed, Josie. Boom. Now, together, they have 18 grandchildren. She's uh, done everything. She's taught early morning seminary, and they're currently there right now. Uh, they've been doing a lot of work with the LDS Church in a program called the Pathways Program that we're going to be talking about as well today. Anyway, so excited to have Jack and Sherry Wayland on the show with us. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. How many, how many books is it, Jack? I, I didn't know. I kind of this morning, I, I came up with uh, 30. Three. Thirty-three. Uh, Thirty-three books yeah. for a guy that couldn't write. Well, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I guess the thing is I didn't know that I could ah. but, not, yeah. not, but now, have we blown up the myth yet? You can write now. I guess so. But I've had tremendous editors. 
That helps, doesn't it? That makes a huge difference, yeah. Hey, I'm sure you heard we're talking about inspiration. And um, again, we have your lovely wife, Sherry, on the line with us. Can, can you just talk to us for a second about how she has been an inspiration for you? Because a lot of times when you're the big author, you get all the attention. But it sounds like Sherry's been a real source of that inspiration. Uh, she has. She, well, first of all, she has a great sense of humor, and she laughs. I love to make her laugh, so that has been important. That helps, doesn't it? And um, then she's been very um, willing for me to... I just stay out of his way. (laughs) I don't tell him, do something else. I just let him do it. You just get... But you don't tell him what to write. You just just know he needs enough space to do it. I try to tell him what to write. Every every wonderful idea I have given him for a novel, he has totally rejected. Has he really? <laughs> he doesn't know what he doesn't know how much you're, you're you're you could change his life. You could get another ten books out of him. Maybe so. <laughs> like one is called the Undertaker's Widow. Widow. Is that a title? The wow, un- that is. It's kind of dark. Offered it, but he's not picking it up. He's not picking it up. It doesn't inspire him for some reason, Sherry. No. So, so she. What does she do for you? I mean, because you love to make her laugh. Yeah, I. When she's reading a a, a rough draft or something of mine, and she's laughing, that is the best pay. <laughs> is it? Yeah. That, that's where you know. That's that's where you know you. This one's gonna work. Yeah. Yeah. She's like the canary in the cage. <laughs> there you go. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of sad, isn't it, Sherry? But but you're the bar- you're the barometer, the laugh barometer. But yeah. but you guys have done so much, you know, in your in your life. You've served a mission for the LDS Church. You uh, you're also in this pathway program that we'll get to, I think, in the next segment. Um, and and you're leading that. But you're also, I mean, when you're an author and and you you know you get a chance to speak, you get a chance to teach. What what is it that inspires the Waylands together? I mean, what is it that drives you? I think it is that every person is important, hmm. and every person's story is important. We uh, we served a mission in Philly, and uh, you know it was just great to be with those people and to find out what their stories were. And um, I would get. I would get letters from girls who had gone through tough experiences, and they'd ask me to write about their experience. And so I would, uh, you know, I, several of my books have been having them as consultants for the for the book. So it's actually it's just a human story that that interests you. I mean, that becomes the next story. Is just, and that's what's great about it, I guess, is there's no end to human experience. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so universal, it seems like, too. I mean, just it just seems like we all are. Carl Jung said it, that that which is most personal is most universal. So those things that we feel most personally, those fears, those experiences that hurt us so deeply seem to be the most universal fears and pains that we all have. Right. Yes, that's true. And I want. I mean, I I remember some girl came to my office and. 
she said, oh, I really love your books and so forth. And then 10 minutes later, she said, you know, that she had been a victim of date rape. And I thought, good grief. She said she's read all my books. Huh. I should have written a book that might have had helped her avoid a situation which could have, you know. Helped, which, yeah. But so, that's interesting, though. But she probably also—I mean, maybe you don't—you don't have to write a book on every topic because your books are so principle-oriented too that yeah. the principles seem to apply to everyone. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. What Sherry? What inspires you the most? I mean, you guys—you know, you're changing lives. You know, you're helping people. But what seems to—what seems to help you know move your heart? You know, getting just getting to know people and their struggles and what means a lot to them, um, I find that the most meaningful thing of all. Yeah. Yeah. We fit, we did teach uh, with uh, Pathway in Philadelphia, but but we're also doing it now. And you know, you meet these people, you meet with them every every week, and they just become important to you. It's just a wonderful thing. It sounds beautiful. We're going to take a break. Um, when we come back, I I would love to have the Waylands teach us more about this Pathway program. And um, it just seems like it's inspiring, but it also, it, it's, I think there's some amazingly um, powerful principles behind it that we'd love to hear about as well. We're going to take a break. Coming back with the author, Jack Wayland and his wonderful wife, Sherry Wayland. learning about inspiration. What drives inspiration? So far, uh, people right? It's humans. It's it's the people behind the vision that sometimes are more important than the actual vision itself. We're going to take a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, your World Cup update. Brazil, zero. Germany, six. Six. Brazil is still getting thrashed. I think they're overwhelmed by the lack of fan support. (laughs) In their own country. They're underwhelmed. You know, um, that's, well, we just wish them the best of luck. There's only about, I don't know, 20 more minutes left. Uh, Today we're talking inspiration, and it's amazing because so many things inspire us, and um, people inspire us, but situations, I mean, you can go out to nature and just see some beautiful, you know, vista, or, and that's what's great about living in Utah. There's so many mountains, so many places to go, Uh, and my kids, as we were driving the other day, they were all in their electronic devices, as usual, medicating, and I'm like, okay, turn them off. You guys just look around. Look around. When I was a kid, I had to look around. Anyway, and then they're like, Dad, I'm out of power. Can I plug my... Anyway, um, whatever. You're so hard to inspire. So we wanted some help from that on that topic. And Jack and Sherry Wayland are joining us. Now, Jack is a prolific author, 33 or so books he's written. He's an LDS fiction uh, writer. And uh, writes some really powerful stories that are motivating people and driving 
you know, people that I think to, to they're attracting people to read them, A, but they're also inspiring and they uplift people to be better, to go deeper and to be a better person. So he's joining us. Ironically, he's uh, his Ph.D. isn't in writing. It's in physics. He's a professor at uh, BYU-Idaho. His wife, Sherry Wayland, is there as well, and, and they, they live up in Idaho. But here's the deal. They're working a program that is called the Pathway Program. And folks, guys, tell us about this program, Sherry and Jack. What, what is the Pathway Program? You've, you've, you, you've done it in a couple different cities and areas. Explain what it is and how it inspires others. Okay, what it is, is a, it's, it's an online program, first of all. So they have two assignments uh, every week, which they do. The first semester they learn uh, some life skills like budgeting, like time management, like um, goal setting, hmm. things like that. And, and then Thursday night they meet and one of them has already signed up to lead a discussion on something that they've studied during the week. Oh, great. That, so there's no involvement from us. They pretty much run that part of the meeting. And they just we, run these in cities. So they yeah. go online and they can get the assignments, and then they meet in the cities, and you guys just basically facilitate a meeting where they lead each other and talk. Exactly. And that builds great confidence, great self-confidence. Uh, let's see. When uh, we were doing it in Philadelphia, this one sister, um, Hispanic, uh, she worked uh, six days a week, 10 hours a day. Her boss says, you're lazy. You need to work Sundays, too. Oh, wow. And he says, no, I can't work Sundays. I need to go to church with my family. And the boss says, well, maybe I'll get somebody else in. And she told me, and I said, look at you. You're using a laptop. You're doing an online course. You're uh, leading discussions in English and you're getting college credit, you're way too qualified for the job you currently have. <laughs> and yeah. she smiled uh, because it was true. And the, the boss was just bluffing anyway. Yeah. But it, it builds confidence. When I went to college, they would say, look at the person in front of you, look at the person behind you, and look at, on each side. Only one of you will graduate. Well, that would indicate that only some people are college material. The Pathway Program shows that many people are college material if they just learn some basic uh, things that they need to learn. And it's a three-semester program. And it's a three-semester program, and it's $65 per credit hour. Wow. Which is less than half of what it is if you're a student on campus at BYU-Idaho. So, And the credit comes through BYU-Idaho? Yes, that's correct. But can, the, that's powerful. I mean, these because sometimes it seems like they, you just need a little victory, and then that little victory can lead lead you to a bigger victory, a bigger job, a better job, more self confidence. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's what happens. So uh, after the first year, they can uh, continue on with an online, you know, with online studies, and actually end up getting a bachelor's degree if they want, or they can transfer to another. Yeah. Cool. And if they're going to go to BYU-Idaho um, on campus, they don't need to apply. They don't have to have a high uh, ACT score. You know, they already have 
15 credits, so they're in, you know. Yeah. That applies if they get a B average. Yeah, if they get a B average. Does, um, I guess they can, can anyone take this program? Is this program available to everyone? They need to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They need to have uh, a computer with uh, uh, high-speed Internet. Um, and they need to come every Thursday night. And they, and they need to come every Thursday night. That's, but you know what? I mean, and I like that it's such a basic program. If you're starting out with time management, budgeting, goal setting, I can't tell you how many marriages I've seen that were ruined because of the lack of those basic skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. And they have, I believe they have over 7,000 students now, and they expect to have, you know, like 20,000 in a short time. It really is inspiring. And, um, I'm sure you've you've been able to see a lot of just personal lives change. Do you guys have any examples of, you know, personal lives or just just anybody that that gets into the program and it like this other example you gave us, where it was it it turned them around, it gave them more confidence, it changed their life. Oh yeah, sure. I'll tell you about um, a wonderful gal we had in um, Philadelphia, um, fairly new to the church actually. She was a hairdresser, and her own hair styles were pretty wild. Were they? She was just great in the class, and 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 doing this online work. It is a BYU Idaho program, and the kids are encouraged to try to live the um, honor code and dress code. Yeah. Even though they may be far away. Well, she took it very seriously and decided. She should have a more conservative hair color, and so she came in one day with kind of normal hair. And, <laughs> oh, she was just great. But she oh, said, that's great. Are you Idaho students? So this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we just loved her for it. <laughs> well, that's what I, I think is so great about the program you're doing. And it seems like it could be, you know, it, it could eventually, anybody out there could, could sit there and say, all right, so if I'm not a member of the LDS Church, I could at least go grow my skills, my basic life skills in time management by taking a you know a program at a local library or in budgeting. There's a lot of programs, or even every church generally will offer some kind of life skills program, or the government, the states, the cities, they're all offering these programs. So it sounds like in the end, you know, if you can't do it through the LDS church, people could go still build their own inspiring foundation anywhere. Just go do it. Marvelous, uh, and in connection with the, the well, the life skills course is the first semester of their online work. The second semester is an English class. The third semester is a math class, but pretty basic. Yeah. Um, but in connection with that, well, they also take um, scripture study classes, uh, and for for the younger ones, um, we. That's what Jack and I teach, actually. Um, for the older ones, they, they do their Book of Mormon class online. The younger ones, they do it with us. And uh, that's been a, a great thing to have that experience shared with them. Well, and then it seems like after you've taken your classes online and then you go meet together, you're also learning social skills, you're learning maybe group management skills, communication, a bunch yeah. of other skills as you're doing these. It's just wonderful to see the interaction of these people. So at this point, we've only had experience with two different groups. 
but there is a camaraderie that just blossoms. It just happens, and they begin to care about each other and like each other and enjoy each other. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. Well, I love it. And again, I love the work you've done on your um, on the books as well. Hey, Jack, as we as we're about to let you go talk, can you just maybe sum up for us? You know, what's one of the what's one of the most inspiring um, maybe lessons you've seen and heard about from some of these? You know, some of the people you're writing these books about, they're very you know, they're there to help you with their story and to guide, to be a guide with you on the story. What are, what's one of your most motivational, your most inspirational things you've seen? Well, let's see. There's quite a few. Uh, one young lady uh, was a burn victim. Uh, she was going to the uh, Utah State University and was a burn victim and, and, you know, and then was in the burn center at the University of Utah Hospital for quite some time and then started school back to Utah State University and and you know and and she didn't look the same as she had and so she had to deal with that yeah and uh, a tremendous story and uh, uh, what she learned from that about what real beauty is and uh, that was great yeah um, I, I think I think that that's kind of goes back to what you said earlier about people. There is one of the greatest sources it seems like is when somebody has to reach in deep and um, overcome life in a way, and, and they they dig into some this spiritual level of who they are, and then you've got this really powerful combination of God and a human, and that relationship. Um, it seems to be just this perfect breeding ground for inspiration. So, and I, I think you capture that in your books as well. So we, we so appreciate this chance to talk to both of you again. We wish you the best of luck. Keep changing lives in that pathway program and good luck with your 18 grandchildren. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jack and Sherry Wayland again. So appreciate you and uh, the work you do. Keep changing lives. We're going to take a break uh, again, just by the way, sadly, uh, for those of you that are cheering for Brazil, Brazil is now down 0-7 to seven to Germany, and they just had a very open shot that they just missed. There's only about, I don't know, five minutes left or so in uh, the match. 0-7. to seven. Hmm. Tough times in Brazil. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to give you some very uh, specific ideas and tools to find the inspiring things in your life. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, this update, this just in, James, give us the leprechaun version of the latest. Brazil just, oh, that, dang it, I have the Portuguese accent. Yeah, don't do Brazil, Brazil. Zoo, zoo. Oh, I don't even know how to do it in Irish accent. Just, just think of it like, um, um, here was a go- goal scored by Brazil. <laughs> it's now 1-7. One 1-7. Seven. One seven. Brazil scored a goal. After t- regulation, so it's it's magically say you gotta always end with it's magically delicious. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at the score, I'm laughing at the accent. Yeah. No, I, I did like Which is funny because my name is Sean O'Neill. I know. I can't do an Irish accent no. to save my life. 
But Sean O'Neill. But what's great about James, he can do a Portuguese Irish yeah. accent. <laughs> That's when it really starts getting trippy. My Irish accent starts sounding like Dracula. So <laughs> oh, was that what that was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Hey, um, okay, so here's the deal. So I get Are you s- going to be our inspiration now? I'm, I will now inspire you. If by Rudyard Kipling. I'm going to give you a quote. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> here's the deal. So I, I see a lot of people every day that lack inspiration, and they're kind of waiting for the world to change. Because if the world would change, like right well, now, let, let me if give Germany some, would give six goals away. Let me give you some inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> the world ain't changing for you. Yeah. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so I, I, I say that to my teenagers every day. In fact, they called and they said, Dad's so rude. <laughs> <laughs> but I. so I, here's some rules that I give people – if you feel like you're out there and you're getting behind, you're not, you don't feel this exciting stage of flow in your life where, you know, you're making things happen, you're on top of your game, and you need a little inspiration, here's some rules I give. Rule number one, move back into your head. Because a lot of people hmm. have left their head. <laughs> okay. And they're, what they do is they, they kind of just go on numville and they just are numb. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait, wait. Numville. You're using, you're using words that are a little there are a little out there. I think that some people may not be understanding. Okay, Numville. Numville is where I the mean, nuns live. Well, <laughs> numb. They're just numb. That's common knowledge. Is, is, Sean. is that where? Is that where? That's why you're not Maria, a PhD. Is that where Maria came from in the Sound of Music? Numville. Yes, kind of. Kind of. See, yeah, exactly. And Dorothy. Yes. But it's it's like you're you keep waiting for everything else to change you keep you're you're not in the fact that you're an agent in your life you're not in the now you're not in the now and you're not choosing you're just along for the ride if you're hoping for someone to inspire you then you might want to make some choices to go look for the inspiration instead of hoping instead of waiting for it to slap you in the face so get back in your own life Mm. you're an agent you're here to act you're not here to be acted upon that's not your job so get by the way why that why i want you to have the responsibility to do this is so you're not waiting for the bus right the inspiration bus may not come. That's true. You know what I mean? Here's another rule. Show more gratitude. Why on earth oh, would yes. God ever bless you with more inspiring blessings if you're not ever living up to the ones you've got? If you never notice the ones you've got. Mm-hmm. Like, James should be so grateful. Thank you for being a... my inspiration, Matt. <laughs> that, that <laughs> so I'm, grateful. That he gets to sit right here with me every day. And I don't ever hear gratitude for that. So grateful, man. Wow. My life is so blessed. It's hard to fake. Um, So anyway, we have to be grateful. Show more gratitude. So right now, on your way home, if you want inspiration, why don't you just go start making a list of everything you that is inspiring about your life? What is good? What is great? What are you grateful for? What would you really be sad if you lost? I know people that just almost losing a spouse saved their marriage. Because it reignited. So, by the way, inspire sure. means the spirit comes from within. Mm-hmm. So, if to inspire you, and if it's going to come from within, don't be looking for all the inspiration outside of you. Start noticing what you've already been given that should be you should be grateful for. Show more gratitude. It's a simple, simple thing. So, you, right now, you guys could make a list of what you're grateful for. You don't need to say me, but I know well, what. Well, I do this put. every Thanksgiving. Yeah, but we could around do it. the table. Yeah. You could do it right now. My mother puts three pieces of corn on a plate, everybody's plate. Really? Yes. For Thanksgiving? And you have to say three things that you're thankful for, and there's like 15 people around the table, and you can't repeat. Wow. So I try and make sure I sit, you know, in the right spot. (laughs) Yeah. Can you eat after you've shared your part? No. 
So you have to wait. You have to wait. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are you grateful for that? <laughs> Ask me I, around Thanksgiving. I don't know that I'd be grateful for that. But it does sound inspiring. But no, it is. It, it, That's beautiful. It's a, it's a, you know, it is a nice uh, exercise. Yeah. It, it, to do it, you know, I should do it more often than once a year. But it, it's, you know, it's always, it, and it's also fun to see how creative people can Absolutely. be. Absolutely. You know what else is a great activity that I'm just going to give you right now? Think of somebody that has inspired you, that changed your life. Mm-hmm. Go be grateful, write them a letter, and tell them they changed your life. And if they're dead? Then send it to me. Okay. I'll forward it on. <clears throat> I don't know how. You're a medium now? I'm a medium. <laughs> I'll channel them. But, I'm a large. So but so if, but even, even if they're passed on, if they've passed on, then you just write the, yeah, we get it, Sean. <laughs> Thank you. It's not funny. Um, that was really good. So there's an assignment for you. Thank the people that you care about. Go write them a thank you letter. By the way, if they're not alive, then find one that's alive. Write them right. a letter and say thank you. You've inspired me. Well, I've actually done that. Good. Cause I, it's weird. Cause no, I, I did that I on Sunday. Did you? Because I didn't get the letter. Yeah, I know you didn't because it wasn't written to you. Oh. Well, I didn't get no, it my, either. My, yeah, James didn't get it either. My daughter is off to camp. I have two daughters uh, yeah, off to camp. Yeah, you had to write her a letter. Yeah. Daddy's thankful for you. Mm-hmm. That's great. See? My, we have two daughters. My, my wife wrote one, and I wrote the other. That's, so. that's beautiful. See, that's, that's the point. So anybody out there, write a letter for somebody that inspires you. Another rule, focus on your passions, not the pleasures. This is going to be hard huh. for you, James. No, this is right up my alley. No, he's the doctor of passion. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But I think, he, I think he misconstrues passion and pleasure. Mm, okay, maybe. No. I don't know. Yeah. Nope. But here's why. We get um there there is something super inspiring about finding out what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. So right now, if somebody asks you, "Okay, Sean, what what are you passionate about?" My family. See? By the way, so so right there knowing that that quickly. Some people are like, Urgh. "Yeah." Mm. But no, I I I, I to feel, know that Boom. I feel very strongly about my family and 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 to, I want to help them become the best people that they can become. That's huge. So there, and immediately you get the spirit within, inspired. Yeah. So inspiration is a source, or of your passion can be a source of your inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes though, we misconstrue. Like sometimes on your trip, I bet in the motorhome, you weren't feeling passion for your. Oh children. no, not at all. You were feeling like someone's got to die. What are you doing die. back there? <laughs> Quit touching your sister. <clears throat> yeah, that's how I feel trying to break Aaron and James up. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always fighting. You will never break us apart. Oh, well, actually, I'm married. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, did. you did. Yeah, that's already broken up. Though. Your job is to keep <laughs> marriages together, yeah. right? Not so to you keep, did it. That's Matt. right. I did. I did. Thank you. I, I, my job is not Thank to keep you, friendships uncle. together. Oh, there you go. You destroy friendships. Um, so did you get the difference there, James? We focus on our pla- on our passions, not the pleasures. Okay. Yeah, I think I think so. Because sometimes we get caught up like, this isn't fun. How many times have you ever heard your child say, this isn't fun? Or school's oh, hard. Def- oh, I, there's one child that does that a lot really? in my family. What do you do? Did you, do, you, do you crush her? Mm-hmm. I, be, I know what you say. Look, life's not meant to be easy. And then you get into your father's story. Well, of course. When I was a kid, I used to get beaten. I'm sorry, but I, I still think, <laughs> no, I don't do that. Okay. No. I, I do say life is not easy, though. You say that. Because I think, that's a, I think that's a universal truth. That is. I think it is. Yeah. Well, de- by the way, just so you know, we don't know if death is easy either. Well, I, I agree. I agree. So, But at the same time, you, I mean, not everything in life is going to turn out the way you want it to right. turn out. That's right. 
that's how and life's being supposed able to be. To, but being able to deal with that is an important thing. Yeah. And hey. right now, the way my daughter deals with it is... Uh, whining, complaining. Yeah. Aaron does the exact same thing. So <laughs> the whiniest guy. But you know what? He's not our problem anymore. That's, that's so true. difficult. Sorry, yeah, that's true. I wasn't listening. What was that? Whiny. Oh, whiny. Brazil was, lost. Oh, but it's over. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a lack of inspiration. Yeah, now that all they're showing on the television are Brazilians crying. It's kind of uh, depressing. It's going to be sad. <laughs> Seven to one. Hmm. Hey, here's another one. Uh, research shows the happiest people. Guess what they focus on? Passion. Other, other than the Matt Townsend show. Oh, that too. And passion for the doctor of passion. Um, so so if you what's gonna make you happier? Finding something that you're not very good at and getting better at it, or taking something you're pretty good at and using it in your life. I think both would I'd say the second one I mainly. Would, I don't know. I I think I could be happy with both. Research shows when we tend to work from our strengths, we're happier. Okay. So when now, so the way you would fix a problem would not be working on the problem; it would be using your strength to mitigate the problem. But you see, I I also I like to find out about new things. Oh sure, that's one of my. But I'm going to bet you a thousand dollars if we were betting people, I would bet you that you that's one of your strengths is you're curious. Yeah, I am. So, so I am anything you do with curious. your curiosity is going to be good for you. So what we tend to do, though, is kind of humans, and it really seems like Western society, mm-hmm. we, we like to go figure out what we're really bad at, and then we want to improve it. So if we can just figure out what we're really not doing well, and then we constantly think, let's just keep trying to improve what we don't do well. The research says growth is going to come faster from your strength than your weakness. So in order to, to combat your weaknesses, start where you're strong. Go find out what your top strengths are. Use those strengths to combat the weakness. Then you're using your forte, your strength, to deal with the where you're not so healthy. Instead of just sitting there saying, I can't time man. I'm not good at time management. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at time management. So I have I'm built, not. I built an entire business around the fact that I'm not good at time management, but I am pretty good with people. So I end up getting people around me that can handle my time management. And that's how come I'm on the show today. And that's how come I've got one more minute and I'm probably going to end on time. Because I have people around me pointing fingers saying, cut it. Let's see if he ends on time. Oh, we'll see. I've got three more points. This is not one of your great strengths. <laughs> <laughs> one other way to find inspiration Direct your uh, your arrows outward, not inward. The more you focus and obsess on yourself, mm-hmm. the less inspiring it is. So yes. shoot arrows at your friends. Yes. Okay. And I'm glad you got that. See, All right, James. That was it, right on the money. He, but he. That means he actually wants to shoot you. Well, yeah, well, it means he cares enough to shoot me, right? Yeah. He hey, cares enough to send the very before best. Before we before we go to break, I, can I just tell you the number one person that inspires me the most? Your mother. The second, thir- the third most. God, my wife, then Don Shaline. Ah. Our, our boss. Yeah. Yep. Don Shaline. This, this wouldn't coincide with the fact that Don just walked into the room. Oh, is Don here? <laughs> oh, hi, Don. Hi, Yay, man. buddy. Hey. No, I didn't even see you here, Don. That's the weirdest thing. Don's here. Wow. We were just talking about how you inspire me. <laughs> and I, your glasses inspire me as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we got to go to break because it's 4 o'clock. So we're going to take a break, but Don Shaline is in the in the studio, so you can probably fill that. And uh, we feel deeply inspired. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're taking a break. We'll be right back. More ideas on inspiration right here from BYU Radio.
Welcome back, everybody. The Matt Townsend Show. Soft hits. <laughs> A little Chicago for you. This is the song James has been singing all day long. As our show topic today is inspiration. This is actually a recording of me singing that song. Really? Yeah. Quite, maybe, possibly? Or not. Quite not. No. <laughs> maybe not even possible. No, the man, name of the man singing that song is Peter Cetera. Peter Cetera. Yes. Turn it up right here. This is where we bring it home. This is the song that James sings me every morning when I walk into the office. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Morning? Mor- every afternoon. Morning? Every afternoon, 10 minutes before my show starts. Whenever it is that you walk into the office, I sing it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed, I don't really walk into the office. You strut? You I strut. saunter? <laughs> I don't even saunter. Do I trot? Strut. I, I, I trot my way into the office. Like a good quarter horse being trotted right up to the <laughs> but you're inspirational starting date. Hey, um, we're talking inspiration today. Yes. And- Inspiration is very personal. What it inspires is. you, you know. So, mm-hmm. Sean, you uh, you are going to talk about where it might lead us. What do you mean? Well, where it led me. Oh, it led is you. what I'm looking where at. Where did it lead you? You were inspired, mm-hmm. and it led you somewhere. Well, this is kind of a lifelong story. Um, is it going to take a long time? Because we've only probably got uh, about ten, ten minutes. minutes. Okay, good. Okay. I just didn't want to get caught in a lifelong okay. story that we had to end in ten. Well, one, Sean O'Neill was born. It's not a real time story. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> it was uh, winter of 1965. When <laughs> this you, is great. Were you born in 65? Yes. Wow. Uh, Somebody's old. Yep. Somebody's Thank older you. than Don. <laughs> Who is my inspiration? <laughs> Who's not in here? So he you left know, the room, but he is listening. I'll bet. You think he's listening? <laughs> yeah. Ah, great. But no, as a, as a kid, I remember riding in the car with my parents, and we'd listen to the radio. Yeah. Well, do you remember you'd listen to? Yeah. Uh, there it was the station was KLOK, clock. In it was clock clock radio. Okay. In San Jose, California. Wow. Okay. Right now it's it's a span it's a Spanish station now. Yeah. Nowadays, this was you know back in the seventies. Back then, yeah. it wasn't Spanish. No, but it was clock clock it radio. K L O K clock radio. Yes, that's what cute. they went by. That was cute because mm-hmm. everyone had a clock radio back then. Exactly, but that's what I would listen to. That's what I would wake up to. And my... you you were inspired by that. Mm-hmm. You you thought someday I want to be clocked. <laughs> kind of. Okay. No, I I always questioned. So how did these guys you know. How did these guys get on the radio? Yeah. It, that sounds like a fun job. That sounds that like looks a great cool. Job. Lucrative. No. You didn't think I, Well, I, I was hoping, but, yeah. you know. Um, I still remember um, I, I got I got a bed with a headboard on it that actually had compartments. Yeah. And I put three radios, one in each compartment. Stereo. Ex- yeah. That's great. So, you know, I was I was kind of a, I was kind of geeky about radio. You, well, let's kid. just admit it. You still are kind of geeky. About I am it. very geeky about radio now, it's even more so than, yeah. than when I was a kid. Nothing but I would listen that. to things. I would I would listen to the contests. I'd try and participate in the contests. Still to this day. Do you win? Have I can. You, I have, yeah. yes. My wife wins times. all the time. Um, but I still remember I learned the ingredients to a Big Mac because of the radio. Really? Yeah. They had a contest on the radio. If you could say the ingredients to the Big Mac, 
Yeah, I know. In, I know. In it from Fifteen the, seconds. Yeah, yeah you know this. But was yeah. it? Was that a commercial? I don't remember that. It, well, it was a TV commercial, and they had the jingle. With, yeah, you I know, remember that. Yeah. Totally. But on the radio, they would have you say it. They would want you to say it in so many seconds, and then you'd win whatever prize they were giving away. I don't remember what it was. I'm sure a Big Mac. Probably. Yeah. But this was stuff I, you know, I remember staying home from school one day because I had injured my ankle or something, and I sat there and I listened to the radio most of the day. Did you really? I didn't watch TV. Why? Because I liked the radio. I liked listening to it. Plus I liked... you had three of them in your headboard. Well, yeah. <laughs> that too. But... And then I got into high school. And you, f- you found girls? Mm, no. Okay. I'm just, I don't want to lead you, but okay. Yeah. No, I found the electronics class. Ah, now you can take the radios apart. Exactly. Ah. I learned a lot about radio on the electronics side. I learned how things worked. Mm-hmm. That sort of area about radio, which still fascinated me. So that's where you learned radio from the inside out. Well, a little bit, but then... I, I learned even more because my uncle actually worked at a radio station. He was a program director down in Los Angeles. But he moved up to San Francisco and started a a recording studio. Hmm. So my friends and I, who were interested in radio, went and visited him. And we interviewed him. We talked to to him about what radio was like and what we could do with radio and, and how to get into it and things like that. And I'm the only one of my friends that actually got into radio. You're the only one that listened. Uh, maybe. You caught the bug, really. I did. I, I've, I've had the bug for radio for a long time. I've been inspired by radio, by good radio. Um, That's cool. Now, would you would you consider our, our show good radio? Or have we I, yes. reached that level in your mind? I would hope, yeah. yeah. It varies. There are some days it's not. I mean, I know we have a bug. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to name names. Okay, cool. But I also was able to visit my other uncle, who was a DJ in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, man. You've it, got, it runs in the family. See, this is, yes. you're, so you can see that you've been inspired the entire way. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Line upon line, one kind of crazy uncle at a time. Well, it's kind of funny, though, because they both told me uh, the way you want to go in radio is not the lucrative way to go. Yeah. You wanted to go the PBS route. Kind no, of. no, I wanted to go. I wanted to be on air. Oh, that way. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's. Yeah. that's you, you didn't want to sing. No. I wanted to be an on-air talent yeah. on the radio, and they told me sales was the way to go sure. in radio That's if you wanted to make money. money. Yeah, right. I didn't want to do sales. I wanted to talk. You wanted on to the air. Yeah, which I did. Eventually, my uncle, who was in L.A., actually bought a radio station wow. in Fort Bragg, California. So you're like, and I went out and worked for him. Got to go work for him. I did. You did it. Mm-hmm. So that's when you got rich. Yeah, right. I'm rich. <laughs> That's rich. No, I, I actually started um, when I uh, in Italy. Yeah, I, I I did a radio show there. Did you really? I did. They wanted me to be in, to be on in English, so I was. I did some English stuff. Did you do like the Italian Wolfman Jack? Uh, no, no it wasn't, I... wasn't that. No. Okay, because that would have been cool. <laughs> Although he was good. Yeah, he was very good. Yeah, but then I came back, um, and my family moved to Utah, and I was able to. Started a station here in Utah, um, working as an intern, yeah. unpaid. Yeah, of course. That's how we do it in this business. <laughs> but I felt, you know. Drawn. Called. I did. You had the spirit within, in spirit, inspiration. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that I got into radio there, and then I went out to California and worked full-time at a... That that was where I really learned radio, though. But see, you, you were a producer for a really big person in Utah. 
I mean, not me. I'm not saying me. <laughs> I'm saying someone yeah, but else. That was, that was years after I started. Because okay. yes. how long have you been in radio then? Uh, I've been in radio since the 80s. Man, you're old. Yes, I am. From 1964 to now. Five. 65 to now. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're old. So <laughs> only because I'm older than you. I know. So I know. about five years. So what's the what's the next vision? Like what's the next iteration of radio? I think we need to take it bigger. Hmm. Do you need another vision? Well, I'm dealing with family visions now. Yeah. That's that's kind of taken over my aspirations of, of of radio. Although I still, you know, I still James and I have decided we're going big. That's fine. Uh, we want to be the Wolfman Jack. Good luck. Hey. <laughs> That's us. Um, that I, was the leprechaun. Actually, actually Jack. My, my, yeah. my my dream job growing up was actually to do sports. Really? Because yeah, you are to a call, sports. Yeah, you to call Giants games on the radio, baseball. Well, why have you given that up? Mm, just because I'm not I'm not that I'm not good at sports broadcasting. Well, you know what? A lot of them aren't. <laughs> Just try getting a Irish accent and everything just comes together. <laughs> it's magically delicious. <laughs> exactly. There's so many things you can say that just fit right in. Um, but that's, you know, I felt inspired as a kid to go a certain way with my life, and, and I've been able to follow yeah. that inspiration. And you were just able to go to a Wrigley's, a game at Wrigley's Field. Oh, that was, yeah, that was awesome. A little cubbage. Yep. Cubs beat the Reds that night. Cubs win. Cubs win. Cubs win the pennant. That's, that's that was one of uh, Harry Carey. Hey, hey, Harry Carey. Harry Carey. Isn't that sad? We all jumped in on that. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I think it's that's I think that's inspiring. The story you just gave us is inspiring. Oh, uh, I would hope so. Is it over? Uh, it could be. Is there another chapter? <laughs> well, you just, know, I mean, bring it, it, it home. Bring it home. It changes. No, just keep, make it be the same. <laughs> What do you mean the same? I don't know. I think what you're going to do, I think we're going to, this show is going to just um, congeal. I don't know what word to say. It's going, this show is going to take off. We're going to, we're going to unite in a way we never have. Uh, I think something with the doctor of passion is going to take off. Oh yeah. We'll probably get rid of him. <laughs> what? Get, <laughs> what? Get, get what? married off and then. You know, Aaron will dress better, and then I think it'll all come together. Yeah, and we, maybe we could even have a sports section where we, we live cast sports, you Holy know. Cow. Just like that. Just like that. Did you hear that? Holy cow. I haven't shown, I haven't shown you the picture I took. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Harry. I actually took a picture in front of the Harry Carey statue oh, out at Wrigley. Yeah. Does it, yeah, every time I've seen that, that doesn't seem to look like him. Oh, no, it looks a lot like him. It's a lot him. better in person. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, I'm glad you're on radio because we wouldn't, you know, have a show without you. True. Actually, true. even though we did for years, but yeah. um, we wouldn't. It wouldn't be this caliber. You wouldn't get this profound level of intense. Uh, 22 or dialogue. 48? What is yeah. 44? Yeah. Okay, uh, I think so it's time to go to Meg. Guess who's next? Meg's next. Yep. Talk about inspiring. This woman, she is inspiring. Meg Conley's next. From Meg in Progress. Buckle your seatbelt, folks. When we once we get Meg on the line, you know this thing's going to start going about 100 miles an hour. More about inspiration right here on the Matt Townsend Show. Meg Conley up next right here on BYU Radio.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking about inspiration. And uh, we've saved, other than Dawn, my favorite inspiration is right here on the phone with us. Sure, Don Shaline's my boss, and, uh, you know, he keeps me employed. But more important than that, Meg Conley is going to be joining us. Meg from the website Meg in Progress. She, uh, you know, she's a writer. She, she writes about womanhood, motherhood, all types of hoods, and spirituality. She has two kids, Zuzu and Viola, one husband named Riley. She's in the hood. Regular guest on Good Things Utah. But more importantly, she is my inspiration. She's the meaning in my life. She's my inspiration. inspiration. (sighs) Yep. Meg in progress. Meg Conley, my good friend and the woman who doesn't carry her husband's last name. Meg, welcome (laughs) to the Matt Townsend Show. I, can't, I carry my last name, Matt. Your last name is the only name we need. That's right. That's right. doesn't need to change. How are you, my little inspiration? So good. I've, I'm not there because I've been packing all day. So this is a very welcome re- respite from that. Oh, so did they you. did they figure out that you actually don't own that house you're in? <laughs> so they're moving. You know, you've, just, you've just been squatting here yeah. for 10 years. And it's, it's time to go. It's amazing, which is why we wanted to have you on the show, because you know so much about the squatting laws. We wanted to <laughs> have you just talk a little bit about that, because they're so inspiring. Hey, um, wh- where are you going that you need to pack? No, you know what? I'm helping my mom pack up her house. Where's she moving? She is going to be in Saratoga Springs now. <gasps> really? That You know what? Yeah. Uh, I would probably suggest against that. <laughs> That's where Sean lives. Is that where you live, Sean? I live in Lehigh, near near Saratoga Springs, actually. Oh, you live in Lehigh. That's a whole different beat. Yep. I feel yeah. like I feel like Saratoga Springs has a lot of Californians, and my mom is a native Californian, so I think it'll be really. So good am fun. I. Well, no, I'm not native. I shouldn't say that. Well, it is. It is near <laughs> the beaches of Utah Lake. But I did grow up in California. You're you're did almost. You? California. I love California. Utah Lake's kind of gross, though. Yes. Which is a shame. <clears throat> but it's gross in a cool way. It, yeah. If you can jump off your boat into the water, go underwater about five feet, and then get your feet stuck in a foot of muck it's so gross. until you drown, that's a good day. Yeah, that's, that's a good day. So, so my mom will be there. Sweet. So I'm just, I'm, I'm packing, and, and it's been fun. I've been finding all my dad's old journals and Are you reading old them? photographs. Yeah, I am. So well, find nothing salacious. So well, way to go, Dad. Yeah, see, he had those burnt. Right, right. He was like, "Don't let them get near them." <laughs> but, that's the stuff about how amazing I am. But that, that, nice that, to him to write. Well, oh, really? He—that's <laughs> not what he wrote about, really, was it? No, totally. There's a couple entries. He's a dad. Of course, he wrote that kind of stuff. He, wow. Yeah. Your dad loves you. Yeah, he does. He does. So, so yeah. So this. It's almost like he doesn't grade. know you, though, Meg. You know. <laughs> he doesn't know you like we know you. No, no, it is definitely, definitely different. <laughs> hey, um, that's got to be inspiring, though, to be, you know, going through your dad's stuff and your mom's stuff. Yeah, it's been great. It's been great. And, you know, I've been thinking a lot about inspiration lately. So this was a perfect day to have me come on. I know. Well, you, are, you actually like... didn't come in. <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. Okay. Yeah. To call in, let's just say. To call in. Yeah. To take five minutes out of my very busy day. <laughs> but, um... 
Because I think that sometimes we think of inspiration as aspirational. Like, we can't possibly be inspiring. It's so hard to be inspired. And, um, and I think that's totally the wrong way to look at it. Inspiration is not elusive. And, and we can both be inspired and be inspiring daily. What? <laughs> that just went over my head. But it was so good. I want to understand it. Okay. So, okay, so we, we can be inspired. We can receive it, inspiration. Yes. And simultaneously, we can also inspire others. Right. And it's, and it's easy. And it's not elusive. Yeah. And it's not something reserved for the special or the... Um, the rich, the know, famous, those in position. Right. Particularly right. enlightened. It's, it's um, truly, truly a... Uh, <laughs> something that everyone can can achieve and everyone can dispense, and so I think that we should talk about that today about how we can how we can be inspired and then also how we can inspire and it's it's just little things throughout every day i I actually have been waking up the past couple of weeks, and you know you wake up and do you talk to yourself in your head when you wake up, Matt no. I do that. Do like, you? If it's a really, if it's a really early morning. Like how do you? Like what do you say? Let's hear this conversation. Okay. Well, so sometimes it's really cheesy. Like, like really, almost every morning that's hard to wake up, mm-hmm. I say aloud before I jump out of bed. Like, let's do this thing. You can like, do like, it. You can do it. Come on, Meg. Like, Come on. Jump out of bed because I'm like, let's tackle this day, right? Yeah. Like, You've been watching so- Ratatouille. <laughs> Listen, I love that movie. I have watched a lot of that. I wonder if that's where that came from. That's exactly where it and came then, from. But then I also have an on, we all have this ongoing dialogue in our heads, right? And yeah. so often it's um, doubt or worry or what are we going to eat for breakfast or, you know, whatever is taking up the space in our heads. So I would challenge us, it's a challenge I've been taking the past couple of weeks, to decide three ways that you're going to be inspiring that day to your family, to yourself, maybe to others. How are you going to put inspiration out into the world? Wow. It's That's, exciting. That is, that is some great self-talk. Really? I don't know you think I have good advice. That is really great self-talk, because my self-talk is more like, you're not as fat as yesterday. <laughs> Stuff like that. But that's a downer. <laughs> but yours is more, let's... No, because at least you're not fatter than yesterday. Yeah. I like to say, yeah. I mean, that's like better. But you, you, you actually try to come up with three ways you're going to be inspiring to others. Right. And I know that some people would say, like, man, what an ego. Yeah. How dare you think that you can be inspiring? But here's the thing. That's what James just said, by the way. Is James back? Hi, James. Hi. I promise I didn't say that. <laughs> He's lying. Well, Maybe. Well, no, but I think I think that we need to, to understand why we're here, right? We're here to build things up. We're here to edify. We're here to create a better place than than one that we were given, right? Yeah, yeah. So being inspiring is part and parcel with that. Sure. And so it's okay to admit that we're supposed to be awesome. So how are three little ways? Ooh. Today. Meg, we, we're losing you, Meg. You. Meg, we just lost you for a minute. No, I'm right here. Well, <laughs> I guess we lost the signal. Okay, okay, so go go back. Just go back two minutes. No, just go back. So we, we are here to inspire others. We're here to learn. We're here to grow. And so we may as well inspire others. And then we lost right. you. Okay, so and sometimes the person that you're inspiring is yourself, right? Yeah. The self that you want to be. And that's okay, too. That's not selfish. We're here to edify ourselves, too. Yeah. So the so one way that I have started 
I think you can start with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. One way that I'm working to inspire myself to be a better person is I read a new piece of poetry every morning. Wow. It's really easy. Um, You can find it online. All the famous poets, all of their work is online for free, or I've bought several collections that I read from. And, and I make, I read it with my breakfast, and so I'm feeding my body and soul, and poetry is great, because the longest a poem could possibly take anyone is 10 minutes, for the longest poem out there, right? Right. Well, I mean, not the longest, but, me, you know, yeah. most of them, right? And so, and so in those few minutes, you've, you've enriched yourself, you've inspired yourself, and, and that's exciting and easy, and you can kind of check it off your list. I love it. I well, love great, it. Right? I really do, but see, but this gets into your little heady nature because you, you love to read. You so, but so that you get inspiration. It seems like through words. Sure, and there's lots of other ways. Yeah, there. Are, but I, I love that. But you know that right. about you, right? So that's and that is, um, and I like when things are easy too. Yeah, me I'm too. very very lazy. But ditto. And so, um, and so that is a very good way for me to feel like I've enriched my soul. And it doesn't really take any time or much effort. But the words stay with you throughout the day. You find yourself reflecting on them while you're grocery shopping, gardening. And, you know, one of my friends, one of my neighbors, she has this beautiful garden. And when she wants to be inspired, she goes out and works in her garden. Hmm. She says that she finds, you know, thoughts and feelings and understanding there that she doesn't find anywhere else. So... So mine is a poem with bacon, right? Yeah. Mine is gardening. So there's all these little ways to allow yourself to receive inspiration. Do you have that lady's and, phone number that gardens? Yes. I have some weeding I need done. <laughs> She's like this master gardener. Is I don't she? know if you could afford her. I probably couldn't. <laughs> uh, I like to listen to the speech. One of my favorite like spiritual thinkers is a man named Neil Maxwell. Yes. And... Uh, Oh, I just listen. I just listened to one on the way in here, and that's all. So I'm a hearer, so I, I kind of look at this like I'm going to access this inspiration through my ears. You're going to see it through your eyes. She might be more kinesthetic. She's going to feel it through her hands in the dirt. Right, right. That's cool. But, but allow allow yourself the time to be inspired. Sure. Just, Let it in. You're not going to be able to go out and do work for others if you haven't done that for yourself first. And yeah. then. And then I think that the place, I think that people are comfortable with that idea, with the idea of allowing themselves to be inspired because it's something outside of them teaching them, right? Yeah. Um, I think where people feel uncomfortable is saying, I'm going to be inspirational today yeah. because, because they feel like that's an ego trip, but, but it's just not. It's just deciding that you are going to do, you're going to put good out into the world and let it influence others. I mean, you're, you've decided do service is basically what you're doing, right? So so there's lots of ways that you can do that. Um, hold on, hold on. Can you save this thought? I want you to save it because they're okay. making me take breaks. All right. Which, you know, Meg, the breaks aren't for us. <laughs> they're for everyone else. But you and I don't need a break. No, we do for hours. When do we get our own show? I know. Like five hours. I know. Someday we got to get our own show. I'm in. Don, you, are you listening? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be great. Don Don's listening because I told him he's my favorite. Um, so we're going to take a break, but when we come back, Meg's going to teach us about inspiring others. See, it's not something to fear. You, we all get we should be inspired and let the spirit into us, but how do we share it with others and, and, and motivate and inspire others? That's what we're talking about. 
Meg Conley's on the line. We're taking a break. More with Meg when we come back right here on the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. On the line, the incomparable Meg Conley. Two kids, Zuzu, Viola, one husband, Riley. She's a regular guest on the program, blogger extraordinaire, and inspiring human being. (laughs) Uh, James wanted me to add perspiring human being as well. I have been packing so much today. There's been a lot of perspiration. Like, uh, so I can only imagine the bohemian perspirating packer. Let's just say that the curls have gone a little bit crazy at this point. She's got crazy curls. <laughs> Look out. Yeah. Somebody hold the dogs back. <laughs> oh, man, Meg. You kill me. So, okay, here's the deal. We, um, you... We all get that we we can be inspired if we just open up right. and you say, like, read you read poetry or you give a bunch of different examples of ways that we could all be inspired. But even more importantly, you are saying that as human beings, we are also transmitters. We can also transmit inspirational feelings, thoughts, ideas. We can inspire others. Right, and I and I would argue that it's our obligation to do so. Ooh, see Ooh. now you're upping it. So it's not just our privilege; we are right. obligated as fellow travelers on this great ball of mud to inspire yes. one another. Yes. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> Talk about it. It's it's a, it's a it's a glorious burden, but it's one it's one that we can we can accomplish easily a little act at a time. Yes. And so um. So there is the thing that I think that we are more likely to do, which is to share in inspiration. So I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but my girls really love opera. I've been introducing them to all kinds of different music, and they love opera. Meg, no, they don't. Let's get real for a minute. Thank you. For real? No, for real, Meg. Nobody. Come on. (laughs) No little kid. They love when the men sing, but they love when the women sing. And they get their little, like... Like their little voice is going with okay. it, and they try and sing it. They're like the their office. mother. They're a diva. <laughs> They're, They're little baby so, divas. Divites, so, they call them. So that's one way that I'm sharing inspiration, right? Yeah. You can, you can share in beautiful things, experiences with people. We do that also pretty naturally. If there's a beautiful sunset, as human beings, we feel like we want to share that sunset with someone, right? Yeah. So... So I think I think that that's something we do naturally, but sometimes it can get lost in the the hustle and the bustle. So if we just take a time each day when something beautiful happens, even if it's just one of the little beautiful things, to stop and point it out to someone around us, whether it's our children, a friend who's a phone call away, a spouse, and and say let's acknowledge that this occurred together. Let's share in this song together, this quote, this. This beautiful flower that I saw while I was walking. I mean, honestly, I think that that's why Instagram has caught on, right? It's not just for selfies. It's because we're trying to share these beautiful moments of our lives. And and an argument can be made that that's been a little bit overdone, right? Oh, yeah. um, But I think that that's kind of what that's tapping into a little bit. And so 
And so for me right now, that's blasting opera while my girls, like, you know, fake ballet dance to it. Sure. I feel like I've shared something with them that is inspiring, right? So, so I think that, that that one we do pretty naturally. And the only thing that we need to do is to remember to do it. To well, and to share. Out. I mean, so, just share it. Right. But right. anything that's anything you're passionate around, it seems like you're going to end up sharing the passion. I mean, a lot of the right. times. Anyways, whether it's cooking. Yeah. Gardening. That's what your whole career is about, right? You would like, think so, yeah. Constantly sharing. <laughs> no, but it is. It is. It's just, you know, sometimes you wonder if anyone's listening. Because I don't ever, like when I start singing, I don't see a lot of people dancing. Sure. Well, you know, just different different talents. Yeah, different, yeah. Um, by the way, you remind me of, and because and, I think you bring up something that's, it's. I guess it's the social contract. I don't know what it is. I have a son that when he was a little kid, I had a neighbor across the street that would mow the lawn like twice a twice a week. Okay, he yeah. was addicted, and um, we would mow ours easily twice a summer, <laughs> maybe three times a summer. So every time he would run, my neighbor would mow his lawn. My son would go to the window, and he would yell, "Barsh, barsh, barsh." Barsh. Now, my, my neighbor's name was Barry. Okay. <laughs> but that was my son's attempt to, to say his name, and he'd say Barsh. Sure. Now, the sad thing is my son was 15. 16 at the time. I beat you to it. He, he should have he been speaking a lot better than that. But <laughs> you're so rude. But um, he <laughs> he would say Barsh. Now, here's what I realized. it's He didn't necessarily want me to go mow which he probably would have loved if I had pulled the mower out. But yeah. um, I was tired that day. So instead, <laughs> what he wanted, though, was to share it with me. So he was, right. he was like, invoking me to come share Barry, the view of Barry mowing his lawn. <laughs> so we would go, and I'd kneel by him, and he would just say, Barsh. And I'd be like, yeah, That's there's Barsh. So, so to me, the inspiration, sometimes it may not even be the act, the act of whatever you're sharing, but it's the right. act, it's the act of sharing it together that's inspiring. Just Absolutely. being with another human, right? That's all I have well, to say. Like I hope that that's how Riley viewed the first year of my cooking during oh. our marriage. Like it's not what you produce it's, here. Yeah, it's horrible. It's, it's not like it's edible. Right. It, eating it together. Yeah, yeah. It's just that we get to eat it together, and then you get right. to go to McDonald's after. Right. Exactly. It's like that. Exactly. So. So I think that I think that we do it's like so like you're saying from childhood we do that pretty naturally. Yeah, totally. Um, I think the thing that we don't do naturally is share our own insights, the own our own um, gifts of inspiration. And and if you're religious, people will call that the spirit. Um, um, if you're not, there are lots of other names for for those those unique insights that were individually given, right? Yeah, yeah. And and those are things that we should share too. Sometimes we're given them. Um, um, about people, I think we can often see people better than they see themselves. So, yeah. for example, the other day, a woman that I don't know very well left me um, a note and a book on my doorstep. And she she said things in there um, about me, about my family, about the things that she perceived that, that I, I had not looked at it in that lens um, for a long time, if at all. Hmm. And it was very interesting inspiring to be able to see my life through the eyes of another. Yeah. She said things that were very meaningful and that I will carry with me. Well, well, I think that, that, that we all have those um, insights about people, circumstance, 
um, history, art, whatever it may be, but we are more likely to keep them to ourselves than to share them with others because we're worried that um, we're crossing a line, that nobody's interested in what we have to say. Surely someone has thought about it before. And and it's just not true. Yeah. Nobody has ever thought about anything the way that you have individually thought about it. And your insights, your inspiration about life, the world that you move through, the people that you meet, um, is profoundly important, and, and we need to share it. So so how do we share it? So I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. So Hold I, on, you I are? Write notes. You're a writer? <laughs> wow. So, so, you should so share I'm that more. <laughs> so my blog is a place for sharing, right? Okay, yeah. So I also, I also write notes to people that I interact with. I um, send emails, text messages. That's how I feel like I am able to communicate. My sister, while I feel like she's very well-spoken, doesn't feel a lot of confidence in her words, but she's this amazing artist. And some of the things that she's created for the people in her life, even acquaintances, are are breathtaking and incredibly insightful, and nobody else could have provided um, that source of insight. Like, that is uniquely her. Right. And so, and so whether you garden, whether it's through cooking. My other sister is a phenomenal cook. And I feel like when she prepares a family meal, that she's really giving me some of her insight. She's she's teaching me. She's providing me with, you know, just a moment uh, glimpse into the things that she's able to tap into. Mm. So, so I think that we need to be sharing that more. But that requires some confidence. And we are often lacking in confidence, but I think that if we decided that sharing our insight, sharing our inspiration was an obligation, was something that was due to the people around us, we would feel more comfortable because it's an act of service, yeah. not not something that you're forcing on the people around you. Well, it's also an act of, it is an act of service, and it's um, it's an act of, it's it, you lose yourself doing that. So it's, you're not doing, you're not in trying to, I'm not doing it to inspire people. I'm doing right. it because I care about you and I've, I've received this idea or this knowledge or this gift. I, that's what I love is when someone else tells you what they see you could do really well. Right. Or, right. And, and, you know what I mean? And like, I just remember my wife once just said, you really should get into journalism. I think you'd be really good at that. And in a weird way, I'd already been thinking about it, but I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. But she kind of right. knew that's what I needed to hear, and she right. knew I could do it. And just that little push, it, it created in me this the inspiration. Now I could do it. Your wife's so great. I know. I mean, that's why I married her. <laughs> She's the best. But so, you're so, on to it. You're on to it. Yeah, I think that we need to give ourselves permission to be inspiring. Yeah. And it's like you were saying it. You're not saying, I've given this to you because it is my inspiration. Yes. But at the end of the day, if we take away all the the the, the guru spackle that's yeah. stuck to the word inspiration, <laughs> if you remove that, that is what you're doing, is you're being inspiring, and that that is a, a good, normal, healthy, necessary thing to do. Oh. Uh, hold on, I'm writing that down, that guru spackle? <laughs> yeah, I where, just made that up. Where does one buy the guru spackle? What know, aisle is that on at Home Depot? Um, <laughs> you know, you you just uh, you just always uh, in, amaze me because it's it's yeah. like it's like you've read some stuff. You 
know what? I don't do much well, and so I spend a lot of time reading. Have you, have you read my book? <laughs> have you read my book? I need to read it, Matt. I'm going to be totally honest. I haven't read it. But I went out and bought that one book you told me about. Did I? Did Quiet? you? Yeah how, to, yeah, how to how to get your dog to obey? No, that wasn't it at all. Oh, the other book? Oh. <laughs> it's like about introverts. I ordered it on Amazon. It's Did, coming. Oh, you haven't got it. Oh, you'll love it. No. Because I'm pretty it. sure you're not an introvert. I, I don't know. I've been told I am. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> no, you might be. You might be. Hey, um, <clears throat> here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, but I need you. Can you stick around? Yeah. Or do you, do you have something important to go do? No, no, I've got, I've got at least ten more minutes for you guys. Okay, at you're least. So good. okay. While while you're away, I need you to think of some of your most inspiring quotes. I've already got one. I came prepared. You did? Oh yeah. wow! Well, that's first. Good. Um, <laughs> well, it's cha- it's happening. We're inspiring her. Meg, you're the best. Hang with us. When we come back, we're going to be sharing our most inspirational quotes. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're talking about inspiration right here on BYU Radio. There's the hoedown music, which means it's time to wrap this show up, inspiration and all. And again, on the phone, Meg Conley from MeganProgress.com. Meg, you still there? Still here. Hey, uh, are you still boxing stuff up for your mom? I will be as soon as we're done here. Go back to the grind. You're, you were taking a nap, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I just laying down I'm tired. I bet you're fanning yourself right now. Um, I was earlier, actually. It's very fun. You're such a diva in a good way. Um, so here's what how we're wrapping up the show. We wanted to hear inspirational quotes, uh, you know, because I, I actually love inspirational quotes. I could just, you read poetry, I read um, inspirational quotes. Your Facebook page always has so many good ones. I'm Everybody you. listening should like that page and follow along. Like it and follow along with it and then... Send a check for nineteen ninety nine to inspire me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hey, um, Meg, do you have how many quotes? Do you have a lot of quotes or just one? I have three. Okay, give, give us one. You're going to kick off the inspiring, you know, segment. Okay, so um, this one actually right after my dad died, when we were cleaning out his office, he had written this on the back of a business card that was just in one of his desk drawers, and um, it's Corey Ten Boom said it. But worrying oh, is it. not empty. To, um, today of its sorrow, it empties tomorrow of its strength. Mm. Good, right? You know, your dad. He's great. He's great. Even yeah. when he writes on the back of a business card. Uh-huh, yeah. It's great. Okay, uh, James, do you have one? Yeah, uh, actually this one goes along really well with what Meg's been saying. Uh, it's by Zig Ziglar. Okay. And oh, by the way, I think she named a daughter named Zig. <laughs> do you have a daughter named Zig? Don't you have a daughter named Zig Ziglar? Uh, give it time. Give okay. it time. <laughs> Maybe we'll that'll be your to. son's name. <laughs> no, my son's name is Fox. Oh, boy. His middle name will be Zig. <laughs> Poor child. Foxig. Go ahead, James. Okay, it's uh, people often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we, we recommend it daily. Mm. That's good. Have you bathed today, Meg? <laughs> Every day. Good girl. Hey, uh, who's in there? Aaron, is he in there? Does Aaron have a, a wonderful I have uplifting one. thought? It's, it's not probably as what you're looking for. Hey, Meg, but this is Aaron. I'm, Aaron's hey, the uh, new newest married 
member of the team. Wow, nice to meet you. Yeah, thanks. And so I'm sure his will have something to do with marriage. Well, well actually not at all, but okay. it, close. Hey, I like The Office, so I threw out a Michael Scott quote, if that's okay. Yeah, well, that's enough. I mean, because if you think about it, Buddha, Zig Ziglar, Michael Lao Scott. Tzu, Michael Scott. So here we go. <laughs> right up there. It says, you may look around and see two groups here, white collar, blue collar, but I don't see it that way. And you know why not? Because I'm colorblind. Truly inspirational. Let it sink in. Yeah. There we go. I feel it. Do you feel that, Meg? Yeah, that's great. Meg's not colorblind. Equality. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway, let's take, let's turn Aaron's microphone okay. down. It's, it's going. <laughs> that was really good, Aaron. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Michael Scott. Okay. Juan's here. Juan, this one just in. Juan, uh, you know, used to run the board until James came back and kicked him out. Right. Which I thought was really kind of abrupt and rude. I'm still hurting. Are you yeah. hurting? Yeah. You got your, your ribs wrapped. Um, so you went to Jimmy John's today. I did. And? And, uh, well, you know, in between the goals at the latest soccer match that I was watching on Which my would phone. be hard because there's a lot of them. So. Yeah. Well, my attention was all over the place. Sure. Um, but this is the quote I saw on the okay. wall at Jimmy John's. It might be copyrighted. I don't know. I'm sure. Um, but it is that if you do what you need to when you need to do it now, then later you'll be able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Wow. Jimmy John's. Golasso. <laughs> that's really good. Now, it, you know, it just seems like Meg has a depth that's she's a lot deeper than we are. You haven't even heard the next one. The next uh -oh. one's like, whoa. <laughs> is it going to blow my mind? It's going to blow your mind. Do you want to go now or should we, Sean, do you want to do one? Go ahead, Meg. Okay, Meg, blow our minds. Okay, this, this is Emily Dickinson. My uh -huh. favorite poem in the world, okay? Okay. Love is, an, love is anterior to life, posterior to death, initial of creation, and the exponent of breath. Come again? Yeah. Try it one more time. Is, is, love is anterior to life, posterior to death, initial of creation, and the exponent of breath. Wow. I mean, mm. that's everything. In four lines, she captured everything that yeah. matters in four lines. That's wow. Amazing. I don't know. Yeah. Sean doesn't get it. No, no, no. I got that. I just, that I just was think, beautiful. I, I just think that was deep. The, the quote that I have is. Do you want to go with yours? Is deeper. Is, is it deeper than. <laughs> Whoa, throwing down the gauntlet. Uh oh. So you know what that means? That means it's from the Dumb and Dumber movie. No. <laughs> it's not. What's it? What's yours? It's, it's actually from, uh, from Mark Knopfler. Hmm. The front man for Dire Straits. Oh boy. It's from their 1991 album, On Every Street. I'm sorry, Meg, <laughs> that we're doing this to Emily Dickinson. The quote is, sometimes you're the windshield, sometimes you're the bug. That's it? That's it? Wow. <laughs> Do you feel it? She's clapping. Someone's clapping. It's oh, it was Aaron. Oh, Aaron's clapping. I, it was Meg. Come on. I'm sorry. I, I... I love that quote. That is one of my favorite lines in a song ever. That's a great, I, and I think it's I think it's a very good metaphor for life. Yeah, I know it is. I mean, because you could be a bug. You never exactly. know. Exactly, man. Do you also want to be the windshield. It seems like both parties are not great. It seems either way you're gonna. It's gonna get yeah, but messy. The, but the windshield gets to keep going. It gets to destroy yeah. bugs and keep going. Okay, I've got I, one. I've got one. I just got off of a road trip, though, Meg. So yeah. that's, that's true. That's true. I, I've got one. But mine's 
Mine's from Thomas S. Monson. Okay. So I've, I, don't, I don't mean to trump everybody, but <laughs> I just did. Um, here's his quote. By the way, he's the, he's the leader of the LDS Church, the president of the LDS Church, Thomas S. Monson, says, Never let a problem to be solved become more important than a person to be loved. Good quote. That's pretty good. I mean, it's not. It doesn't have all the gobbledygook that you had. Okay, there was not. Okay, let's, let's okay. Get, give us a gobbledygookless one. Friend. Apples and oranges. Yeah, it is. I think that they agree with each other. They though. totally do. They totally do. Because yeah. yours was—they're both about love, basically, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, Sean's giving me the peace sign, which means we have two minutes left. So, <laughs> Meg, um, peace to you. But give us what's your what's your third one? Oh well, every time that we would come home from school upset about a test or a boy or life path, whatever it was, yeah. after the night upset, my dad would say, don't worry, just be excellent. As long as you're being excellent, everything else is going to work out. That's from Bill so, and Ted's Excellent Adventure, isn't it? Uh, so, uh, I think it was predates that movie. Yeah, I think it might. <laughs> so, we would, so we always just say to each other, like when Riley's worried about work, he's got a lot of stuff going on at work. I'm just like, you know what? Be excellent. Everything else will work out. So it's just because you can control your own excellence. You can't control everything else. Wow. Yeah. Again, your father. I know. I should. I did. Well, the first one wasn't really from him. So. Yeah. 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 But he's the one that bring, this one brought to you by Meg's yeah, father. Yeah, that one's very simple, but it helped. Yeah. Oh, Sean's put his finger up, so I think that means one minute. No, I have one more. Okay. Is this, are we going to wrap it up with this one? If you want. Let's, I don't care. You better be good. Is it going to be better than your last song? Oh, yes. Okay. We're wrapping it up with this. This is the inspiring thought. Uh, Sean's entire life and existence are hanging on this thought. Well, this has been the quote that has been inspirational to me most of my life. A day without sunshine is like, you know, night. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's wow. Speechless. Yep, dumb and dumber. <sighs> kind of no, it's actually from Steve oh. Martin. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Pink I, Panther. I think I I think for me that quote tells me that I have to make sure I look past the obvious. Yeah. I, I like we're going to look past that. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> hey Meg, uh wrap it up. Give us something profound. You got 5 seconds. Something profound. Just wake up and decide to be your best self. To inspire your best self. Everything will be all right and go get a diet coke. Yes. At a girl. <laughs> she nails it. Meg Conley, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks I'll for ins- be in studio next time. Do and and bring us some drinks. Um, I'll bring you guys some treats. That's great. Meg Conley, go check out her website. Meg in progress again. Thanks for joining us, folks. Remember, the goal of this show is to help you find the good in life. There is so much out there to uh, celebrate and to love and to feel. So let's all commit to be better, stronger, and work harder. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Back tomorrow. More ideas, more tools to help you find the good in life.